Greetings is co-hosted and co-produced by Bobby O'Rourke and Dan Conroy. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at GreetingsPod or on Twitter at GreetingsCast for weekly updates, photos, and to see what card we're talking about that week. Greetings, and thank you for joining us here on another episode of Greetings, the Greeting Guard podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Dan Conroy. And I am Bobby O'Rourke. Bobby, we find ourselves, as we record today, the end curtain call for March, in between that fine gray a gray days between St. Patrick's Day and Easter. I don't think we did any St. Patrick's Day cards. I didn't think there was anything of note that I could remember. Did you see any of note, to be honest? I don't know. No, I saw some ones that vaguely refer to leprechauns. And frankly, considering our last names, I thought they would be a wee bit on the nose to do St. Patrick's Day cards, at least this time around. Maybe next year. We'll have to see. Wholeheartedly. I thought it would be a little too much crack, you could say, for these. uh, And I'm not just referring to something that's in the street, uh, you know, when you step on a crack or the drug. I'm referring to the word in reference to human. Yeah, given both our last names, that would have been a little too on the nose. So we didn't do that. Are we going to do an Easter one? I don't know. I like bunnies, but if I find a good bunny one. I'll do an Easter one. I think that's if they're there, uh, but I don't know if I see many Easter cards that aren't overtly religious. And I don't know. A lot of those aren't funny for some reason. I don't know why. And that's the deal, guys. If they don't have the humor in them, if they don't have the joie de vivre to spark joy in us, like a Marie Kondo situation, we're not going to do it. And we're not doing it just because it's the holiday, okay? I'm getting tired of the shackles that this podcast is forcing us to. When a holiday comes up, we do have to tamp down our desires for the benefit of what's what's forward ahead. Yeah, I can't sleep at night. Neither of us can. And you and I share a bunk bed. I think it's because we have to switch. You're always the top bunk because you want to be ready for dragon slaying. And I'm on the bottom bunk because I like to be cavernous. I don't know why we don't just switch because we actually put the bottom bunk on top and we kind of move it like an elevator. I don't know why we don't just switch spots with the readily available ladder that's attached. We have to have a lazy Susan bunk bed, I think, where it just kind of rotates to our desires and then neither of us sleep well. Hardly lazy. That feels mean. Susan's working hard to switch (laughs) those bunk beds. What does it take to make a hardworking Susan? What does it take to make an industrious Susan? Is it is that just it spins really fast or are there multiple ones? Because you're right. Like they call it a lazy Susan, but it does a lot of work. Yeah, this is just some of the bits we got going on. This Thank God we're keeping this in. This is this is good stuff. Oh, yeah. Put the put, put this in the bit lens right here when we start doing our hot five minutes on stage. But what we will be doing hot more than five minutes of hopefully for padding out the podcast length is the holidays going on today. Now, Bobby and I are back on nationaltoday.com. Oh, boy. Forward <gasps> slash what is today. Ooh. And we have got some jubilation gems. Bobby, do you want to know what we are celebrating today, year of our Zeus, March 27th, 2023? Yeah, I do. There he is. There's that There's that resentful punum. So we've got, on March 27th, a variety of options. One of them is National Spanish Paella Day, which celebrates a food filled with tradition, is what it says on the front, which I guess and, is true. And uh, seafood. It should say tradition and seafood, I think. Tradition and seafood, yeah. What does tradition taste like? Is that just saffron? I was going to say it's probably saffron, maybe peas. Oh, I hope not. Peas are not my favorite. Like, I'll enjoy them in a paella, but if that's what tradition is, like all tradition tastes like peas, then I'm afraid, given half of my family's culinary background, it will be mushy. And that's just not my favorite. Mushy peas, I just don't understand. If you're out there listening to this and you enjoy the British style mushy pea, 
I wish you'd unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. We'll go yeah, with, we don't. We don't. Yeah, we'll we'll go without yours. Bobby, do you like mushy peas? Is that your thing? No, I, I enjoy a separated pea. You know, uh, uh, that's probably not the <laughs> the culinary term for it, but I do. a divided pea. A divide a pea divided against itself. Um, I don't like yeah. them. I also don't It'll like stand. them getting to be kind of a sauce. I prefer them separate. And National mm. Paella Day. This might be a dumb question, Dan, but is this a holiday for America? Because it's it's nationaltoday.com, So. It makes me think America, but it's National Spanish Paella Day. Is there a celebration going on across the pond that we don't know about? That's that a great question, about? Bobby. Let's figure it out on the description I'm reading right now. Considered, because I don't know the answer, considered by many to be the national dish of Spain. Paella originated as many traditions as peasant food. National Spanish Paella Day on March 27 celebrates a food filled with tradition, always cooked in a round, flat bottom pan. It does not say when, let's see. There's something called the Paella Company. I don't know what that is. Oh, those are the villains in Resident Evil, I think, the Paella Company. So they came up with this delicious dish with saffron and seafood, and if you eat it, you become a flesh-eating zombie, and the rest of the time you are spent being pursued by members of Raccoon who do terrible, terrible voiceover work. Sorry, shade thrown to the voice actors of Resident Evil series, but notoriously those were bad, so that's all I'm saying. I'm not saying I could do better, and uh, I still don't. The I don't know if it's specifically for Spain. Hold on one second. This is interesting. Well, I, while you look that up, I'll just say I don't believe I've ever seen a card for Spanish Paella Day, but that doesn't mean they don't exist. You know, we subscribe here at greetings to that philosophical truism I, I can't remember what it's called the one where you say you can't prove a negative you know what i just because i haven't seen a national paella day card doesn't mean a national paella day card doesn't exist here on greetings something is true until you find out otherwise and then even then we're cool with the lie we've created for ourselves bobby and i have created a beautiful metaphorical lean-to of our own wishes and desires and you don't get to tramp all over that just because you learned a fact so it says here it hails the dish known as Spanish pie. It doesn't say whether or not this day is for Spain or if it's for Americans who just like to celebrate shit and then eat stuff. <laughs> the options, though, on this, I, I went on, I went to another lovingly curated website, daysoftheyear.com, and they said ways to celebrate this holiday. Host a paella gathering. Natch. Go out for paella. Thanks. Third one. Try speaking some Spanish. <laughs> Just give it a try, you dolt. You gave up on Duolingo two years ago. The least you could do is go back into it. Come on now. Your kids are grown. What else are you doing? Why don't you take some time off of watching Discoveries, Aliens versus Spaceships or whatever it is they've got on that anymore? Well, I could tell you that I'm now going to celebrate this National Spanish Paella Day by trying to order from my local burrito place and use authentic language and have them misunderstand me completely. And they speak English to you almost immediately to get you to stop. Oh, my God. The talent of people who are doing, mostly in New York City, but any sort of restaurant business that's non-English, I suppose, they can just switch. To languages. Yeah. I, I was in an H&R block recently because I'm a player and people were just switching, <laughs> switching languages H&R from money. Spanish to Turkish to, to English like it was nothing. And then I get on the phone and I'm like, hola, como se dice guacamole, por favor. I was in Curacao with my family and the average, I was told that the average Curacaoan learns five languages. I believe those languages five. are five. Average. That's average. The uh, five are English. Spanish, 
Dutch, I believe French, don't quote me on that, and Papiamento, which is the language of Curaçao and I believe also Aruba and Bonaire, the uh, the ABC islands. And so I remember we were there and we were in the capital of Willemstad. We were at this cute little cafe going for breakfast and the server who was absolutely a, a wonderful and, and, and so friendly. She came up to us and immediately started speaking in Dutch. She thought we were Dutch. And then we said, oh, hello, You do have those morning. Dutch eyebrows, if you don't mind me saying. They're, they're so full and lush. Thank you so much. And what Bobby is referring to is that I have cut my eyebrows recently to make them look like stroopwafels and <laughs> a Dutch eyebrow. And we came in, our Dutch-looking selves, and spoke English to her, and she just closed her eyes and said, English. Okay. Hello. How are you? Nothing. I had never felt more like a bedwetter in my whole life. (laughs) Like just, just unable. You've listened to this podcast, ding, 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 dings. You've listened to this pod. You ding, dings. (laughs) You've, you've listened to this podcast, ding, dings. I can barely speak English. Like I can barely get words out of my mouth. Do you have any idea how much I have to edit this thing just for me to sound like normal, like just copesthetic to Bobby's very smooth, sultry tone. Every episode we do is four hours long. You only get a fraction <laughs> of the content. I am stuttering like a beast half the time on this thing. Like we we are doing Dan Carlin level of podcasting here, yet I have to cut it down to an hour just so I can sound like a normal human being. And this person, this server, was able to speak five languages on the spin of an industrious Susan. And it was just, it was really cool but at the same time made me feel like and same thing to like you just said so many citizens of new york who are able to do that as well it just makes you feel like wow i've i've got to get a language down besides this one before i and it can't be klingon i'm gonna get off klingon duolingo i tried off you know what i mean Kling- <laughs> klingon kling off baby why has that never been made into a cling wrap for your food? Is it because I'm going to let you Star answer Trek that one off mic, then we'll, we'll we'll come back to that. <laughs> Anyways, it's also National Viagra Day. If anyone was wondering about boner pills, uh, I was. Let's let's dig in, so to speak. Let's talk about it. It's celebrated on March 27th today, same day as the U same the same day the U.S. Food and Drug Administration approved its use as an oral medication for erectile dysfunction. Okay, so this is just the day that. They said, hey, this is also good for your boner, as opposed to it being a heart medication. Considering the state of birth control and women's reproductive rights in this country, this feels particularly mean to celebrate the day that Viagra was approved <laughs> by the Food and Drug Administration. I, I like there probably is a woman's natural like woman's national reproductive health day or month. I unfortunately plead uh, ignorance. I don't know when it is specifically, but I agree that this feels like it does not merit a holiday. It does not merit a time to celebrate because then this paragraph just gets pretty gross pretty quick. ED occurs when a man is unable to achieve an erection. Just explains that. Certain factors can contribute to it, such as heart condition. So just explaining Viagra. All right. Um, I also celebrate Extends Day, so I'm really not allowed to even talk about Viagra Day. I'm celebrating National Cialis Awareness Week. So I'm just wearing the Cialis medication shirts that I get. I'm sitting in a bathtub with my partner on a hill when a sunset's happening. All the stuff you do. Do you want to know the kind of activities you can do, Bobby, during Viagra Day? Um, I can picture a couple, but let's go through your list and see if they match up. Don't worry, there's only three, and it it goes downhill immediately, like a like a snowball. First one is wear blue. Honor the man. Wear, <laughs> wear like blue. It was, this, this feels like it was written by someone who's way too into like Jordan Peterson, but not toxic just yet. Honor the male miracle pill by wearing its color from morning until night. No. Okay. Uh, yeah. Go on a marathon date. 
So how long can you last in the company of someone you love? No. Oh, God. How long, how long can you stand this idiot? Fill the day with activities you both enjoy and see how far into the day and night your love for each other will take you. This was like if good housekeeping had to write about sex. <laughs> like, or even even less than them. It sounds like if the L.L. Bean catalog had to write about sex. Well, thank God we, we discussed it because when I heard have a marathon day, I thought defeat a Persian army and go tell your comrades that you can do it. And then thankfully this helpful explainer tore me off that path well ironically then you die of a heart attack because of all the running you did without shoes on and then you have to scream another brand name's name just to get out there even back then it was the god of victory oh yeah adidas yeah that's what it is Skechers. <laughs> vans vans just vans vans was the second or third best goddess of cool skateboarders Oh, yeah, you know, like still, just, still very high in the Pantheon, absolutely. She has a really cool Tumblr page that people still go to, even though Tumblr's not really big anymore. Just really pop-punk style, and every skateboarder wants to hang out with her. I gotta get to number three, because we're running long here. The third thing you should do on National Viagra Day, <laughs> get ready, watch movies starring older men and younger women. <sighs> oh, uh, no, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't think this is a fully accredited website, Dan. <laughs> such trash i love it no gotta expose the trash otherwise it festers there (laughs) listen to this this it tells on itself there are loads of these types of films in hollywood oh oh no it's like it's self-aware of its shittiness examples like entrapment Autumn in New York, and as good as it gets, all have actors who are at least 20 years older than their leading ladies. What? Do you want us to celebrate the day or not? It sounds like you want us to protest against it, which, by the way, at this point, Bobby, do you want to take a sign with me and go out? Because I feel like we need to take some action against this. We can't allow this to stand. And they could have said, like, any Bond movie made before 2019. (laughs) It's not a How about anything with Sean Connery in it? Yeah. What about anything with him doing stuff? I don't feel like there was... even watching Highlander, it's like you could tell this guy doesn't like women. <laughs> it just is not doesn't sound good. Man, March twenty seventh is an upsetting day on the whole. Maybe yeah. Paella comes in to sweep a victory from the jaws of defeat, or the other way around. But this is an upsetting day. <laughs> Listen, guys, we tried to make this a, a fun day, a celebratory day full of delicious Spanish cuisine, and it's also International Whiskey Day. If you guys didn't know it, we're sorry that. Unfortunately, it's also this day of remembering that Hollywood and its terrible means and ways and also just society in general, patriarchal society. Try to also remember that it's National Joe Day, uh, uh, Quirky Country Music Song Titles Day, Quentin Tarantino's birth. Fuck, fuck. Uh, okay. <laughs> go back, go back, go back. Go back, go back, go back. Uh, Pavi, uh, card. You want to do a card? I, yeah, anything to leave. <laughs> All right. We need we need to get back on the, on the path we're supposed to be on. Let's get into it. Let's try to avoid... Hopefully this card is a little less problematic than what we just read. And if you would like to listen to episodes that we hope are a little less problematic, please go ahead and like us at Greetings Pod on Instagram or at Greetings Cast on Twitter. And please give us a positive review on Apple Podcasts. It means a lot, whether you're wearing blue or not, whether you're having a marathon date, that sounds disgusting. Go ahead and spend the time with your loved ones that you want to spend because you love them and then enjoy our nonsense. Bobby, now time for card. Please get us out of the buck. And yes. Time for card. Um, I'm opening it up right about. Mm... No, wait, didn't load. There it is. Now, now, now. Okay. 
Okay, so I am seeing an already very festive card just trying to take in the images through soft focus. So white background, <laughs> some some explosive stars, red and yellow with some, some green on the outside, lots of lightning bolts, yeah. lots of colors, uh, uh, fonts all over the place. A very loud, very exciting card just based off of the mood. I'm already excited. And yeah. we have in text... Top five reasons I love that you're my teacher. And then we begin a countdown. So the whole thing is framed sort of like construction paper or index cards, something very schoolish, which is always kind of pleasant. I'm, I'm a big fan of the uh, old scholastic school book fair that I'm sure, Dan, you partook in as a kid. So I'm, I'm getting some good vibes from this card already. Oh, many times. I love the scholastic book fair. I <laughs> did I ever tell. Wait, did I ever tell the story about when. So you remember when Scholastic used to have the paper magazines that would you'd bring home? Yeah. And it would be like all the books available and you like punch <gasps> in this code. Oh, right? my like, God. oh, the codes. Oh, I just had such yes. a, a synapse that's been dead for 15, 20 years. So it's just <laughs> fired again. And I'm so excited. I don't need that Viagra anymore. It's it's happening. <laughs> This is I I am I am the Viagra of talking. Cut that out. Uh, <laughs> sounded better. Sounded better. That was the first draft, last draft talk in my head. Uh, I'm so glad I brought that synapse back to your brain. I I got one of those, and Scholastic had I I don't know what this was, but they had like a subsidiary called Arrow. Arrow by Scholastic. I don't know if that meant only for middle schoolers who you know maybe their reading comprehension wasn't great like mine. But the I remember, and this is. An interesting story, but the we'll decide lemony snippet. But yeah, thank you. Yeah, I guess you'll decide if it doesn't suck. So here we go. The lemony snicket book from the series of unfortunate events series, mm -hmm. the slippery slope, had just come out. Mm -hmm. I don't remember if that was book nine or ten. I didn't really read those books, but it looked kind of cool. And what was super interesting because lemony snicket was still like this secretive author without a face or a true name yet. And so what they were doing was you could dial, I think it was one nine hundred my arrow. And you could listen to Lemony Snicket's voice talk about the book. And it was like a 45 second long clip. And it was I like an it audio teaser for like a book, like a, like a trailer. It was absolutely just a straight up book audio trailer wow. where he was like, thank you for calling. And I'd like to introduce you to the ninth book in my series of unfortunate events series, The Slippery Slope, which takes place. And then he just like goes on to describe it. It's very Vincent Pricey. Mm. It was really fun. And I remember calling it like 45 times because I just thought it was like really interesting there was i don't really have another example of like audio entertainment like that besides like you know i guess nowadays like listening to a podcast or music but you know i was a little kid so i kept doing it and then a couple i think maybe a month or two goes by and i find that magazine sitting on a table and i go oh i remember that lemony snicket audio i want to try it again and so i dialed up one nine hundred my arrow and by that point scholastic must have sold off the number because by that point it had become a sex chat no, line. I was like, no, it sounds like it, but it's so innocent. I didn't want to ruin it. So, oh, so boy. it immediately, so it immediately turned into like, hi, and thank you for calling my arrow. Then it goes, I'll just be honest, right into orgasm noises. And then I give it 30 seconds and then I hang up. But I did not charge on it. <laughs> and I think I did scream the first time I heard it. I was like, ah, and then I immediately closed How, how old were you? <laughs> I probably was like eleven or twelve. Oh no! Oh, so it was this is not like a recent sale. Like this was you were you were still too young to hear this. Probably I was twenty nine years old, and I was like, oh no, not yet. <laughs> I was waiting for marriage before oh, I sorry. Get into yeah, I meant before. When did you try calling again? That's that's what I meant to ask. Like as oh as oh a sorry after person. No, it was a very quick turnaround. All things considered, okay. I think 
I literally think, I think it was a month. I waited a month to go back and do it again. So like mm. from the last time I did it to the time that it turned into a, a, a naughty chat, I think it was like a one month difference, which feels like not a lot of time at all for it to switch around, especially when it's origins was as a children's line to listen about a children's book you know what i mean there should have been some warning like warning we're now smut you know what you're right but god bless you know the the sex phone hotline business for for still keeping up because lord knows the internet's trying to drive them out and they're still they're still hanging by a thread but they're there we're trying to keep them alive i mean that's the only thing i won't i won't donate to radio stations i listen to wfmu wnyc i apologize guys you're not getting my money but one nine hundred my arrow continues to get my five dollars a minute for every additional minute, and I don't even. To be honest with you, nothing against it. I just like keep it on in the background while playing GTA Five. It's just comforting at this point. <laughs> the person on the other line is just like, "What do you want to talk about?" I'm like, "No, no, no. You can you just do all the talking? Yeah, yeah an extra ten dollars a minute. That's fine." I, I just need the company. And here all I got were some Animorphs hologram paperbacks that I did not read. <laughs> you didn't read one of them? I don't think I read a single one. I was scared of Animorphs. They really freaked me out because their faces slowly turned into the animal yep, faces, and famously. I didn't like Those that. are great uh, hollow covers. I don't know the word for them, but they, they had those awesome covers. And the first episode is their alien mentor gets devoured by the villain, like like swallowed whole. It was not a children's show. It's very creepy, and the alien mentor, I remember also being a very creepy-looking thing. So I, I, I feel like I was turned off by it quickly, maybe because I was just too much of a sensitive boy-boy, but I, I didn't like that. You were busy with they, but yeah, exactly. They were like, why does Dan spend all time on the phone and not socializing and not reading books? I mean, he will he will read the Judy Bloom Fudge series, but that's just because those are classics. But yeah, I do like to go back to the card and not to how Dan accidentally called the sex chat line. Oh, right. The I, podcast. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I believe me. I don't want to go back to it either. I was enamored by the scholastic look. It was a fun sort of watercolory design of the font and the text. And also, I was thinking of a wish you had, Bobby, <gasps> oh. from last week, which was to have a Mad Libs card. Yes. Oh, I didn't even get to the Mad Libs part. Oh, how delightful. Okay. This, this is this is the, the Matilda version of a, of a card. It just fills you with some some some. Every whimsy. little thing it does is magic. Everything because she's a girl who can float shit. <laughs> Send me on my way. Send me on my way. Send me on my way. I can't think of another song that guy did. That's fine. One was good. Okay. He nailed it the first time. No notes. What, Bobby, could you describe for the Ding Dings what we mean when we're referring to a Mad Libs card here? Yeah, so I am delighted to do this. There are five numbers as if in a list, a countdown on the front of this card. And for example, number five says, you're smart, kind, and blank. So that would mean if you read the whole card, it would say, top five reasons I love that you're my teacher. Number five, you're smart, kind, and blank. So Dan, if I were to say, you're my favorite teacher, no, no, you're giving me the card. Then Okay. okay so you're giving me the card and top five reasons. You're talking about me. I'm smart, kind, and... There. There. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> number four, you make me feel... Briny? Briny. Great. Three, being in your class is really fun because... You still haven't fixed the broken window and the glass kind of falls every so often and it gives a nice crinkling sound like snow that falls and we don't get a lot of snow anymore because of climate change. Have not done that because the debate club can't get funded but definitely can afford all those pains every time. Number two, you helped me learn about... 
Steve Buscemi's cameo as the dad of the girl that one of the Pete's liked in the Pete and Pete TV show that was filmed in New Jersey. If I don't teach it, who will? <laughs> and the number one reason I love that you're my teacher, question mark, and then we'll have to go to the next page for that. But not until we reverse the roles. Now, let's pretend that I am Dr. Phineas Conroy, and I'm coming in and substitute teaching for the day, and we're going to learn all about how to use burnt sienna crayon. And Bobby comes in rosy pink cheeked, a handbag full of different kinds of onions. And you give me this card where it says the top five reasons I love that you're my teacher. Five, you're smart, kind, and loud. That's the truest thing anyone's ever said about me. Number four, you make me feel distant. We do this on Zoom. (laughs) Three, being in your class is really fun because no one else will talk about the Filipino wars. No, it just gets completely lost. Okay. Spanish American was a real deal. That's when we became an empire. All right. There's a lot of. Tra- all right. I'll get into this later. Number two, you help me learn about the difference between a live wire and just a big snake that is just chilling out in the pond. One is a lot tastier when you cook it in that sand technique where you bury it underground. And then the other one is a delicious Mountain Dew flavor. Mm. Uh, I Well, I'd say it's like number four. I'm a Baja Blast guy myself, but Livewire is pretty high up there. What's your number? You don't have a favorite Mountain Dew flavor, right? I believe have I was, I was a, a, an OG Mountain Dew or a Code Red boy, if I if I You remember. are a Code Red boy, yeah. yes, yes. You're OG or, or Code Red. Ding Dings on the podcast. Please shout at us as loud as you can on our DMs or in the reviews on Apple Podcasts. What is your favorite flavor of Mountain Dew? And if it's going to be the melon flavor, then you might as well not answer at all because that's probably not a very good one or it's too new. We want OG flavors here, guys. Livewire, Code Red, that one that looked like cloudy, polluted water. But yeah, this is fun because you can kind of put in whatever, you know. This is very fun. I think this is great. I think it's fun, yeah. Yeah. I like an interactive card. We don't do interactive cards enough. This is for adults, kids. This is the discovery zone (laughs) of cards. It's for everybody. You can get lost and be on your own in this card. (laughs) There's a ball pit. There's a terrible exposed metal bars that you'll bonk your head on and cry. There's a lot of options here. I also like that the card creator went out of their way to really give detail to each letter in my teacher. And like you said, thunderbolts, numbers, these little details make it feel all the more special and all the more handmade. I feel like so often we are, or at least myself, maybe I'm speaking for both of us here, but I can be critical of when things are very monochromatic or, you know, monotype, like things just are just very, it almost feels like it it came off the printer pretty hot and without much care and consideration. Mm. And this one Because cards, especially the ones that we make or or that are mass produced, the idea is you want to get as close to handmade as possible without having done the deed. So this brings you there. (laughs) You know, you can you can have your five year old bring this, but it's abundantly clear that a five year old would not be able to do this without also like making a very bad looking dinosaur. It's aspirational. This is like what a kid sees in their head when they make the card and then it comes out and you just sort of have to crumple it up and throw it out when the kid's not looking because otherwise the bad the bad ghosts get through and you can't keep it in your house anymore. No, you can't because then it's going to poison right through the wood and then now you're going to have to explain that when you try to like sell the house. And there's always going to be some kind of ghost pervert who very badly wants to live in that for the benefit of being on Ghost Hunters or something like that. But then you're just stuck with a bad, bad ghost demon card. Yeah, Joe Montana. 
tonight <laughs> on Ghost Pervert, uh, Tuesdays on ABC. Joe Montaigne, Hank Azaria, and starring in a role since the past 30 years, Shelley Duvall in Ghost Pervert. Tonight on Ghost Pervert, Ghost Pervert gets a hot date, but when he signs up for 79 more, how is he going to make every restaurant? <laughs> I, d- I dig this card very much, though. It is fun. It's light. It's it's. I really do think this is... Th- there's a lot riding on this. If this card disappoints me, it's going to hurt a lot more than the one we did last week, which didn't have high I mean, for I, to begin with. I like to think I spent enough time to ensure that this does not have any curveballs that make us sad like some of these episodes tend to do, but mm. here's hoping that I didn't done disappoint us this time around. I'm going to move on to page two. Sounds good. And there's a really fun optical illusion page. Oh, man, they're using the blank white page. Man, okay, this is an 11 out of 10 so far because for the audience Yay! listening, there it, it sort of reminds you of like an MC Escher drawing of the stairs, but it's not, it, it's not quite trickery. It's just it looks like a bunch of squares and cubes sitting on top one another, rhomboid shapes, that are the same color palette as the first page. And they're creating levels. They look a bit like building blocks, maybe Lego-ish, but... This is continuing the theme of really using colors and shapes. And uh, Dan, this is so far delightful. I'm I'm giving Aww. too much of myself away. I, I feel like I'm going to get hurt. Like you're going to tell me that you're really into National Viagra Day and this date's going to be over. Like, <laughs> I don't want to go to the third page. I kind of want to stop here and be like, we had a lovely night together. Let's not ruin it by trying to get to know each other. The last page does end with that sort of <laughs> that sort of same text just saying, what's your favorite Woody Allen film? And just ending it on uh. there. <laughs> Yeah, it's just bad. I'm so I'm just warning you. I'm sorry. Look, can we enjoy the time that we have together with the card before it gets creepy and gross and weird? I, I'm gonna try, but we'll see what happens. You're not trying hard enough. Uh. <laughs> Got to get at least to the 45 minute mark before we fail on each other on this one. That's all I'm asking for. 45 minutes a week, and then we can we can fail all we want. No, I love this page. I don't think it's going to fail us. I, I hope you're not disappointed. I'm double checking now. No, it's fine. The this one is nice. It it it's reminiscent or. This part of the card feels like it would be in a very fancy doctor's office, yeah. like on the wall. If there was like su- su- some supreme, well thought out architecture on the wall, or just the design. This is the design of a medical or seasoned professional, one way or another. Like this is somebody's, you know, wall design. If they like had a Frank Lloyd Wright ish ranch home, or it's something precise. Like that. It's mathematical. I agree. It's kind of yeah. what the gifted artistic student in your high school English class would draw, and, and he's really cute, and you want to talk to him, but you don't know what he's into. Probably acoustic guitars, and you just you're just not you're not ready yet. But but he's drawing these these squares, and someday you could be. So keep at it, Kevin. Like you're gonna get there. Just hang in. It's going to get better. Yeah. No, he's going to do really good one day when he goes off to like SVA or when he goes to Pratt or whatever. But right now he's kind of just like complaining about his parents put too much pressure on him to do better in like Algebra 9. And he's always he just he only wears the same Rocco's Modern Life hoodie every day. And I'm just like, well, is that something that I should get into? And then you watch it a bunch and then you're like, hey, I just saw the episode where they talk about recycling and singing about it. And he goes, oh, no, this is a hand me down from my older brother. And I'm like, yeah, me too. Which is funny because I he goes, what do you mean? Me too. And I go, uh, and then you just say the phrase, I have to go, my planet needs me, and then run to the bathroom. I'm late for the Brigadoon rehearsal. I gotta go. <laughs> Brigadoo or Brigadoo not, there is no Brigatry. I bought my snare drum from Bandcamp. Did you, wait, was that from Brigadoon? <laughs> nope, but it should be. I just feel like, what else can I, what, what other awkward teenage thing can I bring up that no one's ever actually done? <laughs> I hear it's tater snap day in the cafeteria. I gotta go. If you don't know, tater snap day is when they put a little bit of ginger in each tater tot. They're bad. <laughs> 
Yeah, it sounds like it. Do you know my school, instead of putting money into replacing our track and field, bought a smoothie machine? That's a real story. (laughs) (laughs) Smoothies were only a dollar, but we had gaping potholes in our track and fields. (laughs) But it wasn't like we were winning any awards, so who cares? Broke more than a few ankles. (laughs) But you soothed that searing pain with a delicious either fruit punch or blue raspberry flavor, depending on the day. Man, it's a wonder my pancreas works right now. Or what I did do it. Uh, I'm gonna take a risk here, Dan. I'm 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 gonna go to the stinger page. Like, uh, all right, I'm, I'm... <laughs> just cl- just close just close Zoom now. Yeah, I'm like you know what, guys, we had a good time. <laughs> it's it's let's all just agree this is as good as it's gonna get. <laughs> yeah, let's just go out on a high note. We we record these on a Monday where we really shouldn't be disappointed because we got a long four days after this one. It's a long road to hope. Yeah, we have. <laughs> it's a long track to unpothole. <laughs> It's a lot of smoothie to drink before you got music theory that you're not going to pay attention in. I left my castanets at home. What am I going to do? Be a conductor professionally? <laughs> Mrs. Crinkle's going to kill me. Oh, man. Mrs. Crinkle has the best Garfield posters. Like, she's just got one that's got Garfield saying, just don't. And he's wearing all Nike gear in uh, his bed. <laughs> man, I should have written Garfield posters. Yeah. That was brilliant. That was great. In my head. God, what am I wasting my time for? I'm keeping track of all these. No, don't you worry. I have a big file called Best Ideas Can't Tell Anyone. And of course, it's a podcast. <laughs> Shh, don't tell. And it's got hearts on it. If Maddie looks at it, I'm going to be mad. I, I'm going to be mad to get mad. I'll, I'll never tell because of what you just said. Uh, all right, cool. Yeah, that, that ended it. I'm going, so, last... I'm going to the third page. It's, ha- it's happening. Show us the beef, Bobby. Oh, wow. Oh, that is a load off. Uh, Listeners, the microphone is wet with sweat because I was really, really worried about this. But luckily, it's not. It, it's 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 just nice because for those of you who are using your ears, which are the eyes for sound, it says on a blank <laughs> page in black font with a little green sort of ridge below it because yeah, like, like oh sorry go mm-hmm. ahead dan no, no i was gonna say sense. like lace sorry like lace. keep going yes like queen anne's lace it says because you're the best teacher ever now that is just good wholesome fun for the whole family as long as we're not watching any shows that get above pg 49 no yeah i hate those like the like the unedited version of coneheads that that gets a little that gets a little dicey towards it what they do with those coneheads there's more yeah there's more saw in that movie than you initially think there's going to be but watch it again there's a there's a lot of, you can see saw took a lot of influence from coneheads i mean they originally were going to call it sawheads that was the whole idea behind it listen the amount of time that we've spent talking about boner pill awareness day we need something to sort of taper off the unpleasant feeling and i think that this teacher's card does it with arms open eyes shut it's a Beautiful sentiment, and it's a. I think overall it was just a very fun card for me. I initially was attracted to it because I felt like I was able to fulfill a very wish that we talked about. You last did. Week I, I we actually wanted. said this. It was it on mic or off mic? I can't remember if we even said this on the last episode. The fact that I was able to find exactly what we were talking about last week just brings a tear to my eye and a song to my heart. And overall, just a because you're you're right. This one is not one of our more dynamic cards. It kind of ends on a very nice, plain but charming note. 
but it's just a very beautiful card. Like someone took some artistic time with this. It is so easy for us to rate and review a card on this thing that took no effort, really went the lazy joke route. And even this time around when I was going to my usual hovel with which to extract my card roots, I was much like you would if you were harvesting mushrooms. I looked around and was just kind of disappointed. I feel like I have to go to other convenience stores than the just one I keep going to. We might to. have to branch out a little bit. Yeah, our territory has, has been sapped. We need to let the ground lay fallow for a bit, and then we come back later to bloom. You know what? 40 convenience store rule, like the 40-acre rule. What we got to do is go to 39 other places that sell greeting cards before we go back to this one next time. And you think that's hard, but we live in a giant metropolitan area, so it's inconvenient, but it's not hard. We can easily do it. Yeah. There's like there's like a Walgreens and Dwayne Reed like every block in New York City. So it's doable. It just sucks. Yeah, exactly. But man, you really hit the jackpot on this one. Like it's it's a delight. I, what, what can I say? It's it, it makes me feel good. Thank if you, I Bobby. were a teacher, I would feel great getting this card, presuming that the kid could spell. And because on the Mad Libs card, if they couldn't, then I probably wasn't a great teacher to begin with. But you learned your lesson. But I learned my teacher. lesson, which is stop using the Cyrillic alphabet. I live in New Jersey. Yeah, exactly. It's not going to help you at all. It feels like I think it was historically designed so that Russians couldn't even use it. And then they turned out to use it. So that's the cool thing about human ingenuity right there. Mm. Bobby, were you ever a teacher? Did you ever teach? Were you a teach, teach person? I, did, I was a substitute teacher for, for a number of years. And then I was uh, briefly an English and film teacher, too, actually. That's right. Did you ever get a card like this from your students? No, I did get some nice cards. They they were handwritten cards, very short. They were more just oh, things nice. that said, thanks very much. You know, I, I was I was Mr. O'Rourke back in my salad days. And, you yeah. know, sometimes... They... Parsons O'Rourke. Parsons O'Rourke. Yeah, young Goodman Rourke. Um... <laughs> young John Goodman Rourke. Young John Goodman <laughs> Uh, sometimes I'd get uh, a very nicely like a AMC gift card or a Starbucks gift card. Nice. You know, a lot. Of, so the kids were were a delight. The only reason I stopped was because of my lycanthropy. You know, I, I wasn't allowed. To, you know, every full moon, I can't. You can't take that many sick days. Every full moon, you can't take four sick days. When you request your student budget, there's only so much silver they allot you every year to line the school classroom that you're in, so as to avoid the changing. And they're like, "Yeah, silver's a little heavy on our budget right now. We can't afford a track and field." But so yeah, I can't afford a track and field can't afford a debate club but please buy a bunch of window panes so we can keep breaking them and don't fix it and line the closets with silver so bobby can have his me time for the four day weekend <laughs> his me time that lasts four hours between 12 a.m and 4 a.m now did you want fruit punch or blue raspberry smoothie which they give you at the student meetings to make you feel better about it. Yeah. I was never a formal teacher. I only ever taught improv informally to students when they weren't learning stuff that would actually help them in their lives and not hinder them. And therefore, I never received a card because it felt like I was only taking from these students. And by taking, I mean their free time, their effort, and their sanity. So I didn't receive a card. I think I did get gift cards, like you said, like nice gifts when I was a drama counselor for a summer camp. Whoa. And that felt really nice. Yeah, I was Drama Dan, which uh, was also the type of camel I was. I was a Drama Dairy Dan camp. That one's for camel. all the kids out there. We know you're 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 mad about dr Drama Dairy jokes these days. <laughs> that's for the Billie <laughs> Look, Eilish I, fans. That's for Billie Eilish fans. That's for everybody who's in and feels bad about the Drama Dairies. Don't get it enough. Well, that's for you guys. And my favorite episode of Ghost Pervert, episode 48, when he gets a Drama Dairy. They, well, it was the first camel ghost they ever had to deal with. And that was disappointing because that thing, here's the thing, when a ghost spits at you, it hurts more 
because there's something more aesthetic about the ectoplasm that comes out of their mouth as opposed to spit. Boy, howdy. I found this in a area of the greeting card aisle that was specifically for teacher appreciation. But here's the, the goose of the gander here, Bobby. Teacher Appreciation Week isn't until May. So I don't know what, I mean, but then graduation, but who's... I guess college kids graduate around this time, right? You want to know or, what that's the, May. No, it's May. What the hell this Dwayne Reed is trying to pull <laughs> off here? All right, look, I I am a seasonal bitch, and I'm mad that you're putting these out now. Who okay? do you think you're fooling, Dwayne Reedy? Oh, we're gonna put these out a little bit early so everyone get their cards purchasing ahead of time. Shut up! I buy my cards the night before in a daze because I forgot after work, and I'm like, oh shit. Good thing my card place is open 24 hours. I'm a last-minute purchaser. I don't need to be thinking ahead, buying four cards before anybody's birthdays, like stack them up and prepared. People like that, actually, I admire greatly. I would love to have purchased multiple greeting cards ahead of time for upcoming events. I, I never remember to do that. I say I will, and then I don't. I only have six hours. I'm a young high school student. I only got six hours to buy a card to give to Parson Dan Conroy and say, thanks for being my teacher and for teaching me to say yes and in improv class. That's why I said yes, and I won't wear a helmet. Yes, and because I didn't wear a helmet, I almost forgot to get a card for John Goodman O'Rourke, my second favorite. Well, actually, he is also my favorite teacher. He just teaches me film and literary, so it's like a whole different thing. And I've really got to thank him for introducing me to the scary movie franchise, which now Epic Movie is my favorite movie. I don't why see why everyone was so mean about it. It's in the title. It's an epic movie. It's an epic movie. What are you guys so angry about it, even though it's terrible? It's, I don't know. It's just a decorative. It's just a nice card. Sometimes it's nice, we're just having nice cards. Uh, the nice ones I notice we get the most hog wild on because we're not focused on the, the terror that we find. <laughs> so for the nice ones, we're like, well, it's good. You know, it's like when you see a good movie, you're like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, you can you can just sit with the fact that you had a really good time with it. But I feel like when it's because we deal with so bad, they're just atrocious and it's not even a so bad. It's good. We've dealt with ones that are just like powerful cards, which I don't know if you call them good or bad, but I think Girls' Night's a good example of that, where like it's just Girls' Night and the inside is just Girls' are uh, girls Nights are better than therapy. And I don't agree with that saying. I don't agree exactly with that message, but- But I like man, your enthusiasm. <laughs> but boy, it came in, it came in guns a-blazing. So I think we like enthusiasm here on Greetings. And this one is enthusiasm for your teachers- and get ready in March to celebrate them in May or June because they should be celebrated all the time, especially nowadays when they are asking for the very basic with unions and, and rights. Or, yes, um, they're, they're true heroes. Yeah. And if you want to celebrate a teacher, you should do that and tell them Bobby and Dan sent you. But don't actually tell them that they will be confused and probably a little afraid if you just mention two men who are talking about them. Yeah, if you just say like two men have been just talking about teachers. It's like, where did you find this? What, what is this? We don't want to we don't want to get, you know, called out for that again, again. We've got a list. That's the other notebook we keep every time Bobby and Dan have been politely asked not to mention certain people on their weird podcast. Bobby, it comes time now. I think we both had a really positive reaction to this. Now, you having been a teacher, this could have been a card you might have received, but also it's just a fun Mad Lib game for the whole family. In that way, where would you place this card on the fridge, having just received it or maybe purchased it for yourself for a fun game to have when I, you're I, by yourself in the silver room? I mean, a place of pride. If I'm in the silver room and this is, maybe this would stop my transformation, I'd be so overcome by genuine human emotion that a guy wouldn't shoot me with his cane gun with the yeah. silver bullet. But this is right near the handle of the... The freezer. This is. I want to see this every time I go to get my yes. frozen peas and and make some mush. Like I really, I th I think this is this is a winner. 
Well, how about you, Dan? How do you feel? That's the reason why lichens are so evil is because they like mushy peas. Oh. They 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 rip people asunder. They can't enjoy greeting cards, and they eat mushy peas. A terrible food. It's a disease, not a choice. We need to get the word out. Mushy peas are. I agree. It's a disease, not a choice. If you can avoid them, any other vegetable you could possibly eat. It's not a wartime now. Why are you eating this? And I also am going to put this very highly, I feel like, on my fridge because, again, it is bright. It is colorful. I... I've been into card manipulation recently in these episodes, and I think what I'm going to do is, even though I really enjoy the Mad Lib game, and I'm not going to forget it, don't don't count it out here, I am mm-hmm. am going to fold the card. I'm not going to rip it. <gasps> I'm going to fold it so that I can see the geometric design on the inside outward, because ah. I... I want to see that. I feel like sometimes shapes comfort us. Sometimes fun geometric designs are soothing. Sometimes they're nice to see when you're going in for that blood sausage you keep in the freezer because you thought you were going to be good at making it and you've screwed up royally and you keep it in the freezer, but you don't throw it out yet because you think to yourself, well, if I throw it out, then it's got to be a whole thing where I take it out immediately. So you're like, not just yet. Keep it in the freezer. Sometimes that's where bad things can live for years. You won't even remember they're there. So to that extent, I'm also going to put this on the freezer door dead center, right in the middle. It is holding a special place so I can see it right in my eye line and enjoy it for as long as I want, because I don't think there's a seasonality to this. Obviously, it is more timely during, you know, the school times, a time that you and I have not dealt with in a while. The school times, that's right. The school times. But even then, I feel like, you know, the geometric design, that's good all year round because it's not very seasonal. There's no fall colors or spring colors or anything like that. It's the geometric page is blues and golds and light blues and purples. It's, it's, it's a be card for all time. seasons, except for when school just begins, because you don't know what kind of teacher you're getting. Yeah, no, oh my god, you don't know until you get that thing, and then you see that you got, what was her name at the beginning we called her? Mrs. Crackle? Mrs. Crinkle, no. Mrs. Crackle taught, uh, taught taught sad Spanish. Yeah, Mrs. Crinkle taught taught good band. Mrs. Crinkle taught good band, Mrs. Crackle taught depressing Spanish, yeah. and you really only like hear like sad songs or um, depressing movies, recipes that are uh, a little too spicy on your tongue sometimes and then other times just too bland like you never get just right it's just just the sad way to speak it yeah you only you only talk about picasso's blue period the cubism get get gtfo you know what i mean uh, you you never see the cubism period you only see those those terrible blue did he also have another time where it was colorful i can't remember any of picasso stuff yeah he briefly went through a, a tungsten or wolfram period and that was <laughs> that was that was hard to sell oh picasso is a lichen <laughs> What a good time for him and what a good time for the for the history of art. For for all of us, really. Really for all of us. Just as it was a very good time going through this card with you, Bobby, as it always is. I thank you for doing this one with me, uh, one that fulfills a dream that you had last episode and we got to see it alive here. And if you have a dream card you would like us to see, or if you would just like us to go through dream cards some more with the energy of your listenership, please like us at greetings pod on Instagram or at greetings cast on Twitter. And of course, send us a like and review on Apple Podcasts. It helps us a lot. Bobby, how much time do you have before the great werewolf blood goes through your veins once more? I've got enough time for us to do a real rapid fire round again. Top five reasons that I love my teacher. Dan, number five, you're smart, kind, and... Uh, bulbous. Bulbous. Number four, you make me feel... That way. <laughs> Three, being in your class is really fun because... You won't stop the dripping. <laughs> You help me learn about spores. And the number one reason that I love young Goodman Dan Parson Conroy 
because he's the best teacher ever. Okay, Bobby, rapid fire. You're smart, kind, and D- different, a, a bodied. <laughs> you make me feel like a natural woman. <laughs> Very good. Being in your class is really fun because you took us to funeral camp. <laughs> You helped me learn about all the snakes in my closet. And the number one reason I love that you are John Goodyman, Bobby O'Rourke, teacher of film and literature, because you're the best teacher ever. Wow. I feel good. <sighs> Let's go get a smoothie in the lunchroom and fall into one of the potholes in the track field together. All right. I got to hit the Scholastic Book Fair first and call up that hotline that my mom told me to not call anymore. Thanks for nothing, Mrs. Crinkle. We're going to go on the sex arrow line. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> If you got any funk, bring it now because it's not going to stay in the fridge forever. Expires after seven days, that funk. That's because we put heavy cream in it, but not the kind you think. We're talking about goat cream. That's right. Bartles and James's goat cream flavored soda. <laughs> Wait, well, 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 for some reason, I, I want to think who was who was the guy who was in um, oh, Perfect Strangers, the one who played Barky, Balky Bartokomos. Oh, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, 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 it was something Bronson. Hold on. <laughs> Perfect Strangers TV show. Hold on. I'm going to get this. You're not thinking of Becker, are you? Uh, I'm always thinking of Becker. Bronson Pinchot. <laughs> and special guest and special guest Bronson Pinchot as former General uh, Ulysses Grant <laughs> in Ghost Pervert, starring now on Facts. <laughs>